Hello, everybody, and welcome to Connected Coffee Chats podcast. Um, hello, welcome. If it's your first time stopping, be sure to subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts or follow if you are on Spotify. Um, welcome. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. But today isn't a solo podcast episode. I have with me today a guest. She's been on the podcast before. Y'all need to listen to the, I'm going to link the episode that we did together because I know you guys loved it. And if you're new on here and you um, want to listen to some more of Simone, I'll leave that podcast episode on here. But I have with me today, the lovely Simone. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Simone Saunders. Um, I am a therapist here in Calgary. I um, own the Cognitive Corner Psychological Practice as well as the social media accounts that follow. Um, yeah, and I've known Tolly for quite a few years now. Yeah, it's insane. It's literally insane how we've met. Um, we talked about it. I think we talked about it in the previous podcast episode, but we can give you guys a little, a little, you should listen to the other one still, still, there's so many nuggets in it, <laughs> but yeah, we met at work back in 2018. Yeah. Back in 2018. Yeah. And like, we've literally become friends ever since, um, mm -hmm. which is so wonderful. And like, yeah. I think, yeah, the first time I met you, I was like, wow, she's really nice. Like, I thought you were really nice, but at the same time, I was like low-key intimidated. <laughs> 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 and then I remember you, like, when I was working at the front in reception, you like came up to me and you're like, so I, it was you and Ravina, and you guys were like, so do you have a boyfriend? Do you have this? Do you have that? And I was like, so nervous I was like why are they asking me so many personal questions <laughs> and that's the way a therapist gets to know you. <laughs> I think you no I think afterwards you were like I'm kidding you don't have to answer that if you don't want to <laughs> and I was like okay well I'm told <laughs> but yeah guys um yeah we have Simone on today and I think I just thought it'd be so important to have her on, um, especially like in the climate, like climate that we're in, you know, this Panasonic movie, <laughs> the panorama. C word, this panorama <laughs> <laughs> that won't go away, that has literally changed. I, it's changed everything, the way we work, the way we like relationships, um, life, mm -hmm. um, mental health especially Ooh. the mental health you know um yeah it's changed a lot of like the way we do life and what life looks like today and I just thought it'd be so important to um have Simone on um just to kind of share some insights some gems um we're gonna talk about a, a therapy too as well you know you guys know in the previous podcast episode I've talked about my journey of like starting therapy um and all that good stuff even my decision to decide to go back to school um, was actually, well, Simone helped me with that convert, like helped me fa facilitate that decision and like get to like, okay, this is what I want to do. I feel like 2020 was such a transformational year and a, like a huge like reflection moment, I think for everybody in some way, form or mm -hmm. another. Um but yeah, as a therapist, what are some things that you've currently noticed um, with how the pandemic has affected people um, mm. or mental health? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where do I even start? <laughs> <laughs> the list I mean, is long. <laughs> the list is very long. I think that... Um, Unfortunately, mental health issues have never been at an all-time high as they are right now. Yeah. And so I think what I've at least heard too is that mental health agencies, not only private mental health practitioners, but mental health agencies are so overwhelmed with the amount of people that are accessing services because, you know, obviously COVID, the pandemic, everything has impacted all of us in yeah. to some degree. But I think that it's either... Um, shed a light on mental health issues that were there before and never addressed or it's mm. created mental health issues for people who didn't really struggle with that in the past mm. so I think everyone to some degree is struggling with their mental health or has at least in the past 
two years that the pandemic has been going on, even though it's wild to even say that it's been going on for two years. Yeah. But, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah. And I feel like that's so important, especially like you said, like even people that haven't struggled with their mental health um, or they've in some way or form um, struggled and even um, I was doing some research earlier and it says like the like the amount of like depression has been a huge one um, that has yeah. like soared over the pandemic and things like that and even um, for myself I found like my anxiety was more and I'm like I'm not uh-huh. someone that's like usually that anxious but I just found like I was hitting anxiety and burnout like a lot more quicker and just like Uh irritability I was just irritated like (laughs) Uh but um yeah it's it's so 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 crazy and I think it's like in a way I'm kind of glad that the pandemic is kind of like it's helped also ease the stigma of like um you must like or there's something wrong with you to like mm-hmm. face absolutely yeah to like face and um, like struggle with like men- like your mental health because it's like no everybody does at some f- point and mm-hmm. uh, or another like ever like everybody copes with stress right you're gonna f- face stress at some point in your life you're human and you're on earth you know you're yeah. gonna face stress because earth, earth be ghetto sometimes it be ghetto <laughs> <in here. laughs> it's so true though um yeah I think that the positive thing that's come out of the pandemic is that mental health awareness I think is a lot more widespread and people are starting to understand it a little bit more and Mm -hmm. there's a lot more acceptance for it Mm -hmm. um but yeah everybody is definitely going through it right now yeah no a hundred percent and even I think with like reintegrating back into society post-pandemic like I know for Mm -hmm. myself like yes there were some things about the pandemic that pissed me off but then there were some things that I can't lie I kind of enjoyed like I um and I I don't I, I don't know for yourself as well like I enjoyed there were parts of me that enjoyed not having to feel like I was go go going all the time or having mm-hmm. to feel obligated to attend this be here be there kind of thing so I enjoyed mm-hmm. like the slowdown and the pausing of things or not feeling obligated like I sometimes I just want to like lay at home and do nothing like do mm-hmm. nothing like my free time is me being busy like you know, you yeah. know? <laughs> but <laughs> and then the parts that pissed me off were like okay and this is first for all people problems um let me just put that disclaimer out here is like for me not being able to go to the gym because for me the gym was like a way for me to cope with my stress and my anxiety Mm -hmm. and it helps me feel good um Uh like mentally and stuff so that part kind of pissed me off or not being able to there were I mean the social aspects a little bit like not being able to kind of see like other friends that I would want to see be like yes I would see my routine friends but like I want to see my other people like I want to see my other friends I'm tired of seeing the same um faces, faces and things like that and I know like post-pandemic as things are sort of whatever that's going on in Alberta um but as things are starting to like um like open up um and people are like reintegrating um do you find that like social anxiety is high for some people in terms of like yeah like in terms of like yeah being in public feeling obligated or not wanting to now feel obligated to like go out or see people all the time it's like yes things are eased up but that don't mean I want to see you sometimes (laughs) or like or like I'm 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 or like I'm some people might be genuinely still be scared or depending on like where they live if they live with like their families and stuff and the fear Mm -hmm. of like passing it on do you have any um tips or anything that you want to share for people who might be struggling with like social anxiety or um reintegrating back into society like post-pandemic yeah I mean first and foremost I think I see that a lot people feeling like okay I've communicated through zoom or just online for the past two years and now I'm expected to go back to the office or you know Mm -hmm. attend these social events and yeah some people are struggling with like, okay, I don't even feel like I know how to socialize like, anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say because, you know, the hot topic for the last two years has been the pandemic. So if you're socializing, a lot of people are struggling with like, okay, what do I even talk about? Because nothing has really gone on for me, you know, over the last two years, except for just dealing with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but my biggest advice would just be to 
take it at a slow and steady pace of whatever is comfortable for you. So just because things are opening up, it doesn't mean that you have to launch yourself into um, social circles and all of these things if you don't feel comfortable. Um, you know, take it at a slow pace. And if you decide that one day you feel like going out and exploring and all that, then that's great. Um, and if not, then that's also fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think like, it's so important too, right? Like ease yourself into it. And also, I think also boundaries come do comes into this conversation a little bit, uh-huh. because like, um, if your friends or people around you keep pressuring you to go out or do certain things, like how, how can people like kind of set boundaries um, in a, in a way that doesn't come off too like too harsh I will say mm-hmm. um because we hear about boundaries everyone talks about boundaries this boundaries 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 and it can yeah. come off cold it can come off very very cold but I don't think um the conversation of boundaries is one that needs to be harsh or any anything like mm-hmm. that at all um what are some insights that you want to share on that yeah I agree I think the first step is kind of differentiating between um how you present yourself and how someone interprets you because those can be two very different things. So you can use assertive communication and that can come off aggressive to someone who's maybe not used to that or maybe is used to you being more passive. Um, so the first thing I would say is that the only thing that you you know can control and can take responsibility for is how you deliver whatever message it is. Um, and just making sure that it's a way that's respectful, of course. Um, but I think it's really important to know what your boundaries are before you communicate them. So what, what do I want? How do I, how will I enforce it if this person doesn't respect it or they want to argue or what have you? So for example, you know, if we're using the social anxiety situation um, and you decide that you don't want to go to a party because there's maybe like too many people there and that doesn't make you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say to yourself, okay, I'm going to tell my friend, I don't want to go to this party. I don't feel comfortable. Um, and if they start pushing the issue, like, then you can say like, Hey, you know what? I don't want to come and I'm going to have to end this call. If you continue to try and pressure me. Mm -hmm. So in communicating that it might seem cold, Mm -hmm. but there's also ways that you can kind of make it, um, land a little bit softer for people. So for example, like, Hey, you know what? I really want to spend time with you. And I know that you really want to go to this party. Unfortunately, I don't feel comfortable because there's too many people there. Mm. And, you know, if they continue to pressure you say like, Hey, I really value what you're having to say. And I really understand that you want to spend time with me and you want to be there. Unfortunately, I still don't want to go. And I'm not really open to talking about this further. So I'm open to, you know, chatting with you if you have other stuff that we can talk about, but um, I'm going to have to end the call if you're going to continue to pressure me. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. And I think that's like, like, it sounds easy to do, but for people who like might have people pleasing tendencies, it might be like, yeah, it might be hard to be like, oh my God, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to let the, let them down. And like, I know, like in the past I've done it now that I have the awareness, but I've definitely been that person that like, will start to shame people for their boundaries and be like, oh, you don't want to come. And this was pre pandemic. So like, this is old Tolu. I'd be like, why don't you want to come? What are you doing? You're always mm-hmm. studying, 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 studying. <laughs> Haven't you? Mm-hmm. Re- like, I literally like shame people for like, I didn't at the time, I didn't see it as like, no, like, you know, they, they might need some time to themselves. Right. And, and now mm-hmm. I have that understanding. I think the pandemic has helped me realize that because I'd be like party pooper, like yeah. <laughs> literally <laughs> just shaming people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and now I understand. And like, when I do ask people certain things and they're like, you know what, like, I can't, I won't be able to make it or I have this and this going on I'm like you know what sounds good if you're if you do change your mind let me know the invitation's always open but I do understand and I think also it's important that we as people um I think in as much as it is important to kind of like have boundaries and stuff I think people also need to have the awareness of when people are setting boundaries with them and to learn how to respect people's boundaries Uh without like questioning them of why 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 are you doing this or Mm -hmm. whatever it is and I think the way we also see boundaries um Uh is important because like you said it's it's 
it's not it's not to be cold it's just like these are my needs these are the things that um Mm -hmm. I need currently um what would you say are some signs that like you might need to set some boundaries like if someone's just getting into like they're a people pleaser for example what are some signs that you would say people can identify within themselves that's like okay I need to set some boundaries in this place for instance like in this area for instance yeah um I would say the things that come to mind right away are you know if you feel have this feeling like you're always getting roped into things like I'm always oh I'm always doing this I'm always like maybe taking on a project um, or always getting these projects dumped on me mm-hmm. um or if you're finding yourself feeling some sort of resentment for whether it's your partner your friends your family um kind of investigating where that resentment is coming from is that because you're kind of overextending yourself mm-hmm. um Another sign might be noticing that you don't feel appreciated. And so maybe you're doing too much um, without communicating what your needs are. So I think like those would be kind of my top three is just noticing like if you're feeling resentment within your relationships, noticing if you're feeling unappreciated, like you're doing too much um, and noticing if you feel like things are getting kind of dumped on you, so to speak. Yeah, no, that's like that's a good one I think resentment like does happen because it's like oh like I like this person but why am I irritated with Uh you right now um is like such a good good tool and reminder that you do need to kind of set some boundaries and it's not a way to shut people out there's a quote that I I heard about boundaries and I really really like it and it resonates with me I heard it from Brene Brown and I think it's like boundaries is the space I'm going to butcher this but you'll get the idea (laughs) um it's it's the space between where I can love myself and love you at the same time somewhere along this Mm -hmm. line by parentis something something oh my god totally I'm horrible (laughs) (laughs) no but I completely agree I always say that you know boundaries often get demonized and gets a bad rap in society Yeah. yeah um because it, people perceive it as, you know, you pushing them away. But I always say that yeah. boundaries are about creating a safe space within the relationship, mm. right? So it's about being able to be connected. So boundaries aren't necessarily about disconnection. Mm-hmm. If, of course, behavior continues, then sometimes that's what's needed. But boundaries are like, okay, what do I need in order to keep this relationship a safe space for both of us to be here? Mm. That's like a really good like perspective shift, I think, of in, instead of looking at it of like, oh, they're put it put, put um pushing me away. It's like, no, I want to be here, but this is the capacity that I like I can show up. These are the limits, you know, for mm-hmm. me. Um, and what is the limits for you? And I also think it does help you mirror to other people too, as well. Like the more you do practice boundaries, you mirror to other people that you also need to have some boundaries and also take care of yourself or whatever it Mm -hmm. is that you need. Um, That's like super, super important. Um, I know another topic that you do talk on and I love when you talk about is uh, burnouts. Let's talk about (laughs) burnout, working from home. Cause right now a lot of us work from home and Mm -hmm. as great as that is for like, um, work-life balance and um, having the freedom to just kind of wake up and your office is like two steps away instead of like a whole commute. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I also think like it can be very easy to um, hit burnout while oh, like yeah. working from home and things like that. Um, and that's something that I've also come to learn and realize I'm like, yes, this is great and stuff. But then it's like, I keep working and working and working and I'm mm-hmm. not stopping because I'm like, oh, the laptop mm-hmm. is there. Let me just turn it on. Oh, this email came on. Like, I let me just get it off my list. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what are, yeah, like, what are your, what are your thoughts on on, on that? Like, remote working, burnout, um, the signs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think this is something that a lot of us have experienced, right? And yeah. Although I think that remote working can be really helpful for a lot of people, I also think that sometimes remote working can be the cause of burnout for some people because for some people, you know, say that again, say that again, say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Remote work can sometimes be the cause of burnout because, you know, for people who are maybe um, parents or who live with people, um, you know, your commute to work might be 
that safe haven for you, that time alone. Mm-hmm. Um, being at work might give you that space from your home in order to feel like you have, um, you know, some individuality outside of whatever your role might be at home. Mm-hmm. So that's one point I want to touch on. But another point is that when we work from home, a lot of times we have a perception that um, because we're at home, we don't really need to take breaks or that um, we should just continue working because, you know, what else are we supposed to do or what else should we be doing? Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas when we're in the office, typically you're not nine to five at your desk the whole time. There's aspects of like, of course, a lunch break, coffee breaks. Um, You might spend time socializing with some of your coworkers or what have you. Yeah. You might just spend some time like in your office or cubicle or what have you just by yourself, maybe like looking through your phone or doing whatever. Yeah. And so I think some of that can often be lost when we're at home because we feel like, okay, because I'm here, because I mm-hmm. am in my own comfortable, you know, surroundings that I shouldn't be taking a break or, you know, I should be working 24 seven. And yeah. that is, I think what causes a lot of burnout is that perception that you have to be go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I agree. Cause for me, I'm like, I'm at home. It's just me. Like, let's just, you know, kind of get it done. Like, even though like I purposely, um, have like a dedicated like workspace. Cause I was like, I'm not working for my bedroom. Like we're not going to uh-huh. blur those lines even more. Um, but I think that's like so important when you mentioned, especially for people like, I mean, when you're single, there is that luxury, you do have more buffer room or more space, but then like when you live with your families and things like that and it's it is harder to kind of have your own time and your own space and I think that's such an important Mm -hmm. point that you highlight of like the commute might be like a little bit of a buffer or like being at work might be a way for you to kind of separate things and have some you time without you kind of like losing your mind or like um, Mm -hmm. being irritated less and things like that and I also think um, you could work 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 and forget to take breaks like I know I do and I'm like oh I'm I'm like why am I having breakfast at 12 like I'm here mm-hmm. hungry I've just been chugging coffee all morning but mm-hmm. um what are do you have some tips that you'd like to share on like taking some like taking breaks when you're working from home or being more intentional so you don't li- like lead yourself to burnout or hit burnout yeah absolutely I mean I think it kind of goes back to that boundary conversation of mm. except these boundaries are kind of more with yourself right so like you said having a dedicated workspace yeah. having dedicated times where you're open to working on projects or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. so if your work time is you know eight to four yeah. then making sure that you are done by 4 p.m and that it's not 9 p.m and you're just answering a quick email and doing a quick this or a quick that yeah. um, because those little behaviors over time is what accumulates and makes you feel emotionally exhausted Mm. um and then also having some sort of morning routine because I know for myself for example when my practice was completely virtual um of course it's great uh waking up you know maybe like 15-20 minutes before a session and just like quickly getting ready and then going but Mm -hmm. I also am just staring at a computer for the whole time right so making sure that you have some sort of routine so whether that's getting up and like going for a quick walk Mm -hmm. or um you know making sure that you have your breakfast or your coffee or um just doing something for you before you start you know staring at a screen for the entire day yeah no that's so so important and um yeah I think some something that I just took from our conversation like right now is like the hard stop because I know for myself I'm tempted I'm like I heard a buzz I heard a slack go off I'm like I have to check Turn off your notifications. Like, <laughs> even though like when I do end up looking at it I'm like most of the time it can wait like it can wait till tomorrow morning when I like get up and like I get ready for work the next day but I think just being more intentional with like um having a hard stop like you said and then like also before waking up and just getting right into work I know for myself I can't like I can't do that 
thank God I have a morning routine. I'm like, I have to get up, take a shower that wakes me up. And I'm like, have uh-huh. a coffee or tea. And I'm like, okay, let's work. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, yeah, and something that you also important, we talked about that's important is we did talk about boundaries with others, but boundaries with our own self. Like, uh-huh. we don't be talking about that as much, right? Like the boundaries that we do need to have, like, with our own self and honoring our um, energy our limits and making sure we're intentional that way we ourselves don't lead ourselves to burnout so yeah Mm -hmm. that was a very important um note that you just highlighted um and then I did want to yeah go ahead interject go ahead yeah I did want to just quickly touch on something that I feel like it's kind of related to more so the beginning of our conversation when we talked a little bit more about the pandemic and everything and I think that's something that I've noticed in my sessions kind of related to working and all that kind of stuff is that because we were so forced to slow down and a lot of us maybe had the luxury of working from home and all that Mm -hmm. um, people are noticing like hey working 40 hours a week or 40 hours plus a week feels really heavy and nobody's really noticed that until they started to slow down and I think that people are realizing that like hey I am at work for 70 80 percent of my week Mm -hmm. and neglecting maybe my relationships neglecting my family neglecting myself and she went there guys she went (laughs) there guys yeah freaking capitalism I agree with you and I don't know if you've heard of um it's this report that recently just came out called the great resignation where a lot Uh yeah a lot of people I think it was over 400 I may be wrong I may be wrong guys because sometimes I just be skimming through things but um there's something Uh going on right now called the great resignation where a lot of people in North America have kind of quit their jobs um just because yeah yeah they've quit their jobs just because they're like through like through the course of the pandemic they identified the things that actually mattered to them um mm-hmm. instead of it being like um because before it was like all we do is work to pay the bills we didn't really have that time to and space to think about wait what do I need to invest more in like you said relationships right what what are the things mm-hmm. that make me happy and I know for myself and even just the older I've gotten um, what matters at the end of the day is the relationship that we have with one another that's what matters right that when we mm-hmm. like we're social beings we're we're, we're made to um, interact with other people like yes money's great you know we love coin I'm not gonna lie and sit here and say <laughs> money's not important it is it is but I will say my perspective has shifted in like what genuinely at least for myself what makes me happy is um the relationships the social aspects having that support group right people to kind of pick me up when like things are getting tough and I think people are starting to realize and you said being like working 40 hours or 40 hours plus sometimes that that ain't it like because there are Mm -hmm. other things that are important to people and I think that's very like very very interesting because like with capitalism and like I know the whole revolution industrial revolution and and things like like the way things have evolved um it makes me wonder too I'm like who set these rules like you know what I mean and Uh for some people like everyone's so different that it's like for some people they can get their work done in like 30 hours or some people can get their work done in like you know like 40 hours and everyone's life is so different especially I think sometimes to some um things that um, employers might not l- consider is like people's life right like if someone's a mom uh-huh. you can't be expecting the same commitment and things as someone that's like single right uh-huh. and just doing their own thing like it's 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 just the times are different and I it, it's it's different like the commitment's different right and I think uh-huh. sometimes employers need to kind of take that more into consideration um, and give employees like flexible and that also works when you do give people the freedom and stuff they can get their work done because a lot of companies that didn't want to um, allow their employees to like work from home and stuff now they had to it was by force mm-hmm. they had no choice mm-hmm. and they saw if anything people performed better right mm-hmm. um because they were able to kind of have that lifestyle balance and things like that but um yeah 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 was there anything that you wanted to add on to that point and I just kind of went on around. Um, no, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, you touched on all the points and I completely agree. I think that 
for everyone it's different some people love working 40 hours a week but I think it's yeah. also really um, helped us realize where a lot of our time is going and maybe where we would like to shift it and of course you know I would say most people don't have the luxury to work like less than 40 hours a week especially if yeah. you know you're single or if you're a parent or what have you mm-hmm. um, but I think it's more about realizing okay where do I want to be spending my time where do I want to be putting the bulk of my energy and perhaps I think a lot of people are also making career shifts so Mm. it's like okay um I can still work 40 hours a week but maybe the job that I want is less demanding so that I can have more energy to spend in other areas of my life yes and I think that's so important that you just yeah like it's it's so right it's giving people that chance to be like okay where do I want to go? What is it that I want to do? And um, I know for myself, like my previous job that I was in was, it was crazy demanding. And I was just like, uh-huh. why? why, why, why? <laughs> it, it was just felt like a lot. And I was like, you're asking for so much and you give me so little, like, why? <laughs> why are you doing the most? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And sometimes too, um, you might feel like people might feel like this is my only option, but I'm here as a testimony that it's not. There are other options out there. Um, you don't have to do anything that makes that drains you constantly. Like there are there are options. I'm not saying it's going to happen magically, but take the steps it is that you need to do or career change. It is that you need to do to um, create a life that like works for you and your energy and what you want to see and um a quote that I saw last week that really resonated with me is like um and I'm gonna butcher it again because (laughs) 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 but you'll get the point it's I think it was it's important how your life feels than how it looks Mm, um yeah and that was so important to me because I'm like that yeah that's what matters like on the outside your life might look like great and wonderful what society quote unquote calls successful but if you're lonely Mm -hmm. and stuff what's the point you know what I mean then what's Uh the actual point right and if um being happy is you working 25 hours a week and you're happy and you have time to play do your hobbies or whatever it is that you want to do do Uh it like seriously do it because that's what I think that's what matters and like you don't want to look back on your life and be like all I did was work 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 you know what I mean like it's like no like you want to be like okay I had fun I did the things I want to do um and that's something I always think about at the end I'm like wait am I gonna look back on my life and regret this or no you know like what would what like what would older me want to look back and see like did I take those risks like right so Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if it's a quote, but something that has resonated with me, and I don't even remember where I saw it, but um, it was a quote that said something along the lines of, um, if your life was a story, make sure it's a story that you would want to read. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a really, really good one. And I think the pandemic too, gave us that mirror of like, here's your chance what do you want to do where do you want to go you know and for me like I think one thing that it's shown me is travel I'm like I get out Mm. there and just travel I want to go places but is there anything that the pandemic has made you um kind of realize or kind of want to switch gears more towards um yeah um I think it's made me realize that I'm much more of a homebody than I mean I was always a homebody but yeah. I think it's made me realize that I am like an extreme homebody <laughs> yeah okay wait I feel like what your birthday is in um July July yeah so you're wait Leo Leo that makes <laughs> okay that makes sense yeah she's a Leo <laughs> okay yeah anyways continue <laughs> like I would kind of classify myself as like an ambivert um yeah. I think that I can be pretty extroverted especially around people that I already know and I care about and what have you mm-hmm. um but I think I also need a significant amount of my time to like recharge myself yeah so I think for myself yeah the pandemic has definitely made me realize like I really like being home and I like yeah. being able to be in an environment that I feel is like soothing and all of that kind of stuff and having a place to kind of go back to to kind of shut everything out once everything feels like it's too loud or too stimulating or what have you 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so yeah, that's so important, especially too, because you work with people as well, right? So you also do need to kind of have mm-hmm. your own time to um, do your own thing, and also as well, I think um, I think when I came over to your house, I was like, wow, she's got an eye for aesthetics, because when you come into your <laughs> space, it's very like calming and earthy Ooh, <laughs> and thanks. beautiful and beautiful looking. I'm like, wow, like. <laughs> Is she an interior decorator? Like, do you want to switch careers to that or do this on the side? But um, yeah, I think that's like, yeah, so important too. Cause it's like, okay, if you love being at home, then like make your home, your like sanctuary, you know, and mm. make it beautiful and put all the things that makes you feel happy. But um, uh, another, like, let's switch gears for a little bit. I know a lot of people, I know for myself, like, um, this year I decided I was like you know what I want to um start therapy and like start Uh investing more and more in my mental health and I know for a lot of people of color um they don't kind of know like even till this day um I get a lot of people like asking they're not quite sure how to go about that where to get started um what are some tips that you'd want to share as a therapist of like how to go about about looking for a therapist what to look out for or signs to look out for because some people like they just don't like they don't know and I mean I didn't even know what to look out for until like much recently um yeah recently this year of knowing like okay that's a good sign like that's not a red flag like this is a good this is a green green flag Uh so um what are some tips that you want to share on that because I think it's it can't it can be difficult like I've had people come up to me and they're like I try to find a counselor and she said this and this and this and I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) please go and report (laughs) go to the ethical board you know like how do um, and it can be hard, right? Especially for people of color. Of it's like, how, how do they go about starting now? What, what is it to look out for? And also knowing, um, like shopping around, what does that look like? Some tips that you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the first disclaimer that I want to mention, especially because of what you said about, you know, your friend coming to you for advice and telling you like, oh, my therapist said X, Y, and Z. Um, is that just because someone's licensed or just because someone's a therapist or a psychologist or what have you mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they are necessarily a good fit and also doesn't mean that um, they might practice ethically. So it's Ooh. important to remember that there are going to be individuals like that in any you know, career. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's also really important to have a bit of an understanding of what you want, what you need, and what might be some red flags to look out for. So, um, I would first of all, think about the things that you want to work on in therapy. So, um, for example, if you've had previous trauma that you want to work through or you're struggling with depression or anxiety or OCD or what have you, um, just have an idea of what you want to work on. And then first and foremost, I think that the therapist that you choose should be someone that specializes in whatever area that it is that you want to focus on. Mm. The other thing is most therapists offer some sort of consultation. So I would say take advantage of those consultations and come prepared with questions that are important to you to ask. So um, some questions that I really like are, you know, how do you go about building rapport with your clients? Um, Tell me about what the first session might look like. Tell me about um, what the intake looks like. Um, Tell me how you handle conflict or disagreements in the therapeutic relationship. Mm. Um, Tell me a bit about your style of practice or uh, the modalities that you use so that you can kind of get a sense and a gauge for um, how they practice, who they are, how they would build rapport with you. Um, And even questions like, for example, if you're someone who uh, maybe doesn't share a lot or has a harder time opening up um, or who just generally doesn't speak as much. Yeah. I would ask like, okay, how um, do you work with clients who have a hard time knowing what to say in session? Because I think I've heard from, you know, especially like on, you know, the social media communities, people saying like, okay, I feel so awkward sometimes in therapy because yeah. I don't know what to say. And yeah. maybe the therapist just stares at them. Um, and it, quite honestly, is the therapist's job to kind of get that ball rolling, right? Because mm-hmm. clients are often new to therapy and it's, yes. they are not going to know necessarily what to talk about. So yeah. it's really important that if you are someone, especially who um, has trouble figuring out what to say in sessions or knowing what to bring to sessions, that 
you have a therapist that can kind of walk you through that and it doesn't make you feel triggered or uncomfortable or unsafe. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for sharing that because I think, yeah, everything, I hope you guys were taking notes. I hope you were taking (laughs) notes because it's so, it's so important because it's like, um, you just don't know, right? Like you think, okay, I go to like, do I just go there and I sit there and I talk and that's it kind of thing. But like, Uh you you don't know. And I think it's so important, like, and thanks for sharing some specific questions that people can actually like take with them when they do um, have their consult of like, Hey, these are like, you know, they can be like, what's your style. And I think that's so important because you, you, you literally just don't know. And I, I didn't even know until I started this year. And then also just some of the points that you mentioned out, I was like, Oh, that would have been good to ask. Like, you know, Uh um, and I think also like taking advantage because um, therapy till I mean, it's not, it's not um, it's, at times like, it's not the most affordable or accessible service. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like you, it's, I just wanted to add on, it's okay to shop for a therapist. Like you can try mm-hmm. out different ones. They do offer free 30 minutes consults. So interview them, right? Like see yourself Absolutely. as kind of like you're hiring, you're hiring, you're investing in somebody, right? Like, so make sure you kind of research a bunch and whatever one that you feel like will work for you or works best for you, then you select, um, don't feel like, and I think it's important that you mentioned like any field of work, there's also like dirty accountants, di- dirty lawyers, like, you know, there are doctors who like practice not prop like ethically and stuff and, or mm-hmm. sometimes maltreat, like it, it just because I think the thing, I think why as, um, like being in the mental health field, we get it as badly because it's like we're hold to this expectation of like, mm-hmm. you're this, you're perfect kind of thing. And it's like, no, like there are going to be, you're going to come across like therapists or psychologists that are biased, that are racist, that are, mm-hmm. you know, not um, gender affirming, whatever it is, like they, humans are not perfect <laughs> at the end of the day. And as crappy as um, that sounds, there are still good ones out there. There are still good mm-hmm. ones out there. It might just take a bit of a surge. Um, yeah. And I would say too, you know, test out if you have, for example, if you have a consult that, and it feels pretty good and you mm-hmm. feel good with going ahead with a session, still kind of test the water, see how you're feeling in sessions, mm-hmm. because obviously it's going to be uncomfortable to some degree with anybody because you're talking to a stranger so I know that there's that adjustment period where things might not be the most comfortable in the first couple of sessions Mm -hmm. but if you're noticing that there's part of you that still feels unsafe that feels like okay this person isn't listening to me or they um I don't feel seen or heard or validated by this person Mm -hmm. then tune into that and if you're not feeling safe and if you feel like you can communicate that to the therapist and communicate that and see what happens if you don't feel safe then it's also okay to to walk away from that and find somebody new because at the end of the day like you said it's an investment um, that you're making and so if you're spending this money it's really important that you feel comfortable with whoever you're with yes amen amen to that um so before we kind of like wrap things up here is there anything that you want to um leave the people with or share um or cover that I didn't ask you about or you think is like super important or um yeah like relevant or in this time of moment like anything you want to share they can wait don't 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 no rush they can wait y'all can (laughs) wait take this moment of mindfulness Um, I think the only thing is, and we've kind of touched on this, you know, previously is just now that we have kind of been through a pandemic, which is, you know, a collective trauma together, I think it's really important that, you know, going forward, just check in on your mental health in the same way that you would check up at the doctors or, you know, with your physical health, if you're noticing that you're not feeling, you're feeling out of shape or what have you check up on your mental health. Notice if, you know, you're feeling more emotionally exhausted or if you're feeling more irritable or snappy or more sad or more lonely and try and get in tune with those parts of yourself so that you can intervene um, before it gets to a place of, um, you know, you feeling like you're kind of in this deep, dark hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, oh, that's such a good important, like, such a great point because it's like like you'd go to the doctor for anything your regular checkup or whatever also making it a priority to check on your mental health because 
me the way I say it without mental health you're nothing you're finished <laughs> you're actually uh-huh. you're done <laughs> literally exactly. like it's so yeah so 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 important use up all your pay time off use up your wellness days even if you do yeah. nothing you decide you're gonna sit down watch Netflix use it all up yeah. you know let's not That's still self-care that is still self-care let's not pride ourselves in that I didn't take any time off like that's not a badge of honor at all like <laughs> at all I used to be like that (laughs) no I didn't see from a therapist she's telling you the real tea she's giving you the real tea (laughs) I did I used to be like well um I don't need to take my vacation days yada yada but at the end of the day that doesn't make you more productive or better than anybody else who does take vacation days right it's really only harming yourself and you're literally only kind of fast tracking yourself to burnout she said that she called you out (laughs) she called you out and yeah like amen to that I agree and I can resonate I think also for me especially to if you know yourself like okay I'm a hard worker I show up I do my thing um you do pride yourself in it you're like okay I, I kept going I didn't give up but it's like those days are there for a reason, right? Yes, you can mm-hmm. go and, and give her right now, but then like months down the road, you're asking yourself, where, how did I get to here, this point or this uh-huh. cycle? So definitely I'm, I'm using all of mine up. I'm telling my boss, I need this day off. I need this one off <laughs> and this one too. <laughs> As you should. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I find it also helps me too, to just kind of like, function better and I'm like I come back I'm not resentful towards like why do I have to keep working this job like you know I don't Uh feel this bitter I find Uh um the resentment is in there if anything I'm like I'm grateful you know yeah Uh, so I think that's so 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 important um and is there any recommendations you'd like to leave the people with with what you're currently enjoying it could be like a book tv music a song anything at all um You might have to edit this part where I'm thinking. Oh, don't even worry. Another mindfulness break, guys. <laughs> Cue elevator music. <laughs> you know what's so funny? So, like the last, um, the first time we recorded, I like I asked you these this exact same question, and you were like, "Give me a second. <laughs> You're like, "How are you gonna put me on the spot?" And I was like, "Well, <laughs> mindfulness break, guys." <laughs> She's looking at her bookshelf to give you guys some visuals. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) The one that I actually have read um, recently that I really like, and this is on complex trauma, so it's kind of niche. So if you're going through it, then I would recommend it. Yeah. Um, But it's called Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving. And it really goes over um you know complex trauma and the different symptoms and just like different experiences that might really resonate and kind of walks you through everything so I think that is really great um but in terms of practice practices I would say that I've been just really loving journaling lately um and not necessarily like your typical like long drawn out but just like a couple of thoughts or a couple of things in the morning just like Mm -hmm. what you notice how you're feeling because mm-hmm. I find that um, I actually have this uh, two-minute morning journal, mm-hmm. and I haven't used that one for quite some time, but I had found it uh, a couple months ago, and I was looking through it, and it has, the prompts that it has is, um, you know, one thing that you want to let go of, I think mm-hmm. it's like uh, three things you're grateful for, something that you want to work on for mm-hmm. the day, um, and I just noticed that, like, looking at that and looking back on you know the a few years ago I was like wow like this is the place I was in and these are the things that I was focused on and these are the things that maybe felt hurtful in those moments and it really gave me some insight on how I was doing so I think you know when you think about journaling it doesn't have to be this long storybook it can just be like a couple of jot notes that really gives you a lot of insight when you look back on them Mm, amen that's so beautiful and now I want to go check it out like I'm yeah I'm like I want to go go get it did you get it from chapters or indigo um 
or yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I might actually go check it out because I feel like going to the mall later today. So, <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to yes. go pick one up. So done. <laughs> they should give you an affiliate code. <laughs> they should. No, they really should. But um, yes, Mon, go ahead and just plug yourself. Like, guys, when I tell you to go follow, you better freaking go. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You don't have to be go follow if you don't want to go follow, but no, you guys should definitely check out, um, Simone's socials that she's about to mention right now. Um, she drops a lot of like insight and gems and just like thought starters, um, and just reflection moments. So, um, definitely go out, check out her pages, join her community and also plug you better plug what's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I mean, for the journal, you yeah. can also enter my giveaway if you wanted to try oh, to win it. She but hosted a giveaway? Be... <laughs> you might even get it for free. I didn't even know she was going to say that. <laughs> but yes, that journal will be part of the giveaway, which will happen probably in a couple of weeks. But yeah. Um, yes, I am the Cognitive Corner on Instagram and TikTok. Um and go check it out this ain't your regular like <laughs> therapist this is like fun like Simone's lit Simone's funny <laughs> Simone's a good time Ooh. she might call you out here and there but uh, trust me it's for good it's for good cause you know <laughs> um and yeah in mid-November uh another creator her name her Instagram is agency uh, by Felicia and I are coming out with a community. So it's kind of like a support group, so to speak. It is not therapy, but it's therapeutic um, and it's called the growth effect. And so we will be uh, launching that mid November. And so that is intended to, you know, connect people who are kind of on the self-improvement healing kind of journeys and finding it hard to connect with other people who have, you know, who are like-minded mm-hmm. and yeah, it'll be filled with uh, modules and like live chats, live Q and A's, um, challenges, uh, discussions, all of that kind of stuff to kind of walk you through a lot of things that people might be struggling with um, like boundaries or relationships, attachment, all of that. Ooh, that sounds interesting. That sounds real, real interesting. Like I want to get in on this, but um, yes, guys. So be on the lookout for that. Um, when it does come out, I'll, I will leave the link for, I'll leave the link for all your socials and also the growth effect as well. When it does come out, place that link and update this podcast episode. But I just want to say thank you so, so much, Simone, for sharing your time, your presence, your energy with the podcast listeners and myself. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for having me again always anyways so bye guys we'll see you we'll see well you'll see me for sure Simone probably come on again you know she'll come on again maybe in a year we'll see we'll see maybe (laughs) (laughs) Ah, anyways thank you guys so so much for listening um tag your friends um or just anyone that you think this podcast will resonate with and also tag yourself while you're listening if you're on a walk or working out or doing dishes or doing laundry tag us we would love to see where you're listening to the podcast or what you're doing um yeah guys i'll see you guys in a future podcast episode bye